Tori Johnson Vincent, your no sugar coating coach. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm a motivational speaker, certified life coach, HR consultant, an accredited virtual presenter, and of course, I'm the host of Speak to Me First podcast show. Make sure you download and make sure you subscribe to this channel that you're listening to. So when I get some new episodes in place, you will be one of the first to know about it and listen. So listen and share and like would be very greatly appreciated. Well, what was I going to talk about today? Really, I just wanted to get right into it. Father's Day was here and that was on Sunday and we typically do celebrate Father's Day on Sunday and do all sorts of wonderful things with fathers and dads out there, uh, pops and grandpa and everybody else included. But I wanted to really say there are many people who have not ever, and I do mean ever, had have had a fatherly figure in their life or even including their own biological fathers were not a part of their lives for most of their lives. And then you have a large group of people who are finally connecting with their biological fathers uh, after so many years of, you know, being raised and reared by someone else. But what I say is, huh, it's never too late. When you have an opportunity to connect with your father, right, you want to do so. So even if it was rough during your first years of life and all of that, but now you're a full-grown adult and you can make your own decisions, you will have your own opinion because we have to remember um, a lot of things when we're really young are based on whatever, you know, the parent or guardian that raised you. And so sometimes... Um, and oftentimes, opinions get really crossed. So, um, and they're not always accurate. But of course, as children, we don't have a lot of choice as to, you know, who we like, who we should love, and all of that. Our parents and guardians kind of, you know, set the tone for that. So, with that said, um, happy Father's Day to anyone out there who have been in the lives of children and young adults and even older adults that have some sort of connection with whom they feel that they are like a father to them, if indeed not biological. And so that's really the importance that we must understand there are so many fatherless, um, you know, sons and daughters out here. And of course, you know, that can't be great. It's not good. Um, we don't need to sugarcoat that, but we know that already. So all we need to do now is become more positive and be mindful that if you are indeed a father, I salute you. Many people are saluting you, and they did on Sunday. But I really believe that we should have more saluting to fathers as well as mothers um, on a daily. You know, why not daily? Why not weekly? Why not monthly? Why do we wait once a year to celebrate anybody who has been in our lives from a parenting perspective, um, from a child's rearing perspective or guardian? This is the day. So there is no better day than the day that we're in to celebrate. So we need to just stop waiting for once a year, um, you know, to take our hats off. 
and it can be difficult. Obviously, you know, I can just um, say for this. Um, my own story is, first of all, I'm a native New Yorker, right? And, um, you know, <laughs> I know how my mom reared me. I came out of a single parent home. My mom was divorced early. In fact, I don't even remember, that's how young, I don't remember even being in a home with my own biological father. But I do remember being in the home with a stepfather. And I did learn a lot from him. I know what I liked and what I disliked about him. And I still have, you know, opinions today because I'm grown and I can do that. But I do realize I choose to go with the positive. What he indeed um, instilled in me and left in me in terms of a memory that was on the positive side rather than the negative. And that would be... Uh, you know, my love for the ocean, uh, going to the beach. I don't even have to swim in the ocean. I just love being near the ocean, uh, an evening ocean walk, etc. You know, where you can think and it's just so peaceful and calm. And how that happened is because in New York, it used to take us to, um, you know, Rockaway Beach. For those of you who are familiar with New York, I'm talking in the boroughs, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens. Manhattan, Staten Island, and um, I'm a Brooklyn uh, native, Brooklyn and Queens, representing my father was, my biological father was um, living in Queens, and of course I grew up and was living in Brooklyn, so I claimed them both, okay, born in Queens, raised in Brooklyn, how about that, and, but my um, stepfather, um, first of all, he was able to speak Spanish, so I learned uh, early on how to say different words in Spanish and understand, you know, some of the different foods that he would bring and fruit and all of that. So, you know, I'm thankful that I had that experience with my stepfather. And again, like I said, everything wasn't all good. And that is true. And, um, you know, but again, I choose as an adult, if I focused on a negative, then I would never be able to say, wow, well, he did this for me. And he showed me how to do X, Y, and Z. He also uh, was a music lover. And I don't know if he was a full-blown musician. I'm not sure. But the xylophone, I remember that in my house. And it wasn't one of those toy things that you see maybe at the dollar store. This was like the real deal. Like when I can hear it, the sound, and I would play it, and he knew the congas and all of that. And again, um, he spoke Spanish. So um, what I wanted to say about that, my love for the ocean, although I don't drink coffee today, I know he really loved coffee and, and made that in the home, so I remember the smell. And we used to say coffee con leche, coffee con leche, which coffee with milk, and um, that kind of thing. So, hola, como esta, bien, gracias, y tú, all of that. Uh, of course, I took some Spanish in school for many years, and I got a lot better with reading. I can now read Spanish, even if I don't understand what it means. I can actually read it, meaning pronounce it, while reading it. Uh, writing, a little bit more uh, hesitant on that. But I can certainly read, and uh, my pronunciation is uh, the way, as they teach in school, is um, from Spain, Spanish from Spain. But, you know, aside from that, I really uh, know a lot of fathers out there, uh, including my own brother, my biological brother. Um, I've always considered to look up to him because he was more or less father-like. Because basically, um, if I was in a basement party in New York City, uh, <laughs> my sister friends will tell you 
uh, he would come in and, and get me out of there. So if my mom said, hey, it's time for your sister to get home, trust and believe my brother was a father figure. And again, my mom probably was married for a couple of years with my, to my stepfather. And then, of course, um, that marriage was dissolved. So I went back into what we know and now understand is a single parent home. And so I was well uh, under 13 years of age when that happened. So I still have the memories of just, again, going back to this, oh, it's just my mom, myself, my brother, and my sister, who is younger than myself. And I want to say that what I remember about my own father and what I learned from him is I learned both negative and positive. I, on the negative, I learned when you say you're going to do something or be somewhere and be supportive, I understand now that that really is something you need to do. And I try to practice that in my life because I didn't always get that from my father. I called him dad. I even called him by his first name. Um, but I really loved him. I just loved uh, the things about him, even though he wasn't always around. Um, in fact, I had to go out to visit him. As I mentioned earlier, my father uh, lived in Queens, and I was born in Queens and raised in Brooklyn. So I had the best of both worlds. But as I became that 13-ish, 14-ish, I would follow on about three or four trains. I'm not kidding you. From where I lived in Brooklyn and going out to make sure I was going to be around my father, my dad, um, you know, Mr. Johnson, <laughs> um, I made sure that I got out there one way or the other. When I got old enough, my mom said, hey, you want to go? Go. And I did. So at some point, I didn't even wait for my brother to travel to Queens with him because um, he's older than myself and knew exactly where he was going. And then at some point, I said, well, I don't even need to wait on my brother. I can go on my own. My mother said, fine. And I used to take trains and buses and then a short walk on the block, that beautiful uh, suburban street there in Queens, Jamaica, Hollis area, for those of you listening, or St. Albans. Um, you know, I mean, really, you know, we're talking around that off of Liberty Avenue, right around there. And I'm telling you, I still have those great memories of him. Now, he um, has since uh, gone on and had his home. Uh, going uh, many years ago, and he, he also passed away in his, uh, really, his early 50s, to be honest, I think it really was um, more of, I'm going to say, mm, well, maybe it was more, be somewhere around 60, but at any rate, that's neither here nor there, the point is, um, he definitely, he was a young soul, a uh, very vibrant man, and what I gained from him, I love to talk about, we got to talk about what we're gaining, as a father, and I was a daughter, and I wanted the world. And you look up to your dad. You look up to your father. Um, that's pretty much the first man in your life that can teach you and, and make you knowledgeable about love and why love shouldn't hurt. Love doesn't hurt. Love isn't someone putting their hands on you to abuse you or talk to you in an unflattering way. Um, but I, again, did not grow up in the house with him. So I didn't get to learn all of those pieces. I had to figure those out on my own. And unfortunately, um, through my own, um, you know, wasn't so great relationships in my youth, um, some of them were uh, volatile. And I'm glad that um, that part of my life uh, is over and, and I'm okay. So with that said, we need to take more into more consideration 
about fathers and people who are fatherly. Again, my father had a, a great sense of humor. I mean, he was a comedian, like right on the spot. And for some reason, I believe I got that from him, although it's kind of half and half because my mom, who was also very humorous, but she was more strict. And so she might say something, laugh one minute, next minute, okay, that's not funny, let's, let's get back down to business. So again, I came up under her rule, you know, but when it comes to my dad, uh, Mr. Johnson, I like to call him right now, and, um, you know, God rest his soul, he was so good to, to me. In the end, we did come together, and it wasn't necessarily, at least over the phone, because he didn't even live, we didn't live in the same state or anything, uh, you know, so he was West Coast, I was East Coast. Um, it's a long story anyway. I'm not really a, a fan of flying. So um, it's unfortunate I missed some really good moments where I should have been. And I will admit, I should have been uh, around my dad. And I was not, um, you know, when as he um, unfortunately passed away. But he left me with a sense of humor. And one of the major things he left me, and I'll, I'll never forget it, there's two th stories in Queens. This happened right in front of my grandmother's house and everything. My grandma and my grandfather, um, you know, his mom and dad. And he was trying to teach me how to drive. <laughs> and as you can tell, I'm laughing already because that was funny in and of itself. And I'll never forget. He says, oh, you know, you." <laughs> he says, well, I think one, you know, lesson is good for you because if you take out three or four cars in the next time, it's not going to be good. So he, he was trying to prevent it. He really wanted to teach me, but I think he was saying, maybe you should just wait and, and go the regular way and, and get an instructor. Um, so, and this was in this huge Buick or Cadillac, I don't know, it was either his or his friend, but they were trying to teach me. All they did was take me down uh, one block, literally, and it's a really narrow uh, suburban street, you know, tree-lined and all that, really pretty street there in Jamaica, Queens, Hollis area, St. Albans, um, right off of Liberty Avenue. Again, for those of you who are familiar and who's listening to this broadcast, so I hope you're laughing as well, not at me, but with me. And then, um, so that, of course, I got my license now and that went on, <laughs> but I, I did get my license in my mid-20s, but um, that's neither here nor there. The point is, you know, dad was good with what he knew how to do. And I always say, we cannot expect, you know, um, fathers to be at their very best when perhaps they themselves did not have the best upbringing or training. So how are they going to learn? They're learning just by looking and doing what somebody else is doing. And whatever they may be looking at or whatever, however they may parent may be something where, um, you know, maybe the mom is in disagreement. So that could happen. But again, um, today it's just really all about putting a positive uh, face on uh, fatherhood. And so again, yes, would I have preferred to have my biological father in my home and learned more about him, um, how he interact with my mom? I, yeah, that would be the preference. But what I had more of was stories from my mom. And again, you know, when you're listening, you're with that parent A, parent B is irrelevant because you're pretty much growing up in a house where mom or whoever you grew up with is saying just the opposite about what you believe is, um, you know, what what's up with your own father. You have to listen to whatever your mom said. So 
and then that becomes your belief. But at a certain point, you have to realize you are grown. As a grown adult, you have to make your own opinions. Like I said, I got on that bus, three trains and all kind of craziness going from Crown Heights, Brooklyn to Jamaica, Queens. And I went to the very last stop on the J train. Okay? J train. And I often thought about the fact that that train, and I actually, I'm just thinking about this now as I'm talking to you. But the J train, as it's called, and it still operates, it went all the way to the very last stop, which was 168th Street, Jamaica Avenue. So for all of my people that know about Jamaica Avenue, all the shops and all the shopping and the vendors on the street, you can get things for all various prices. Um, that's where it was. I got off there. Then I still had to walk to the bus station, right? Bus station. Now, I'm about 13, 14. And on, when I got to be like 14, I was really just going on my own. I just started high school. Um, getting on another bus, then riding on that bus, then getting off of that bus to walk down that tree-lined street. And that's when my heart used to pump, saying, oh my goodness, I really hope my father is there today. I hope he didn't leave. I hope he'll be there. And of course, let's face it, I was hoping he was there for a couple of reasons. Yeah, I loved you, but let's face it, I was 14 or whatever, 15 years old. I'm hoping that I can get a couple of dollars in my hands uh, before he, you know, scatters away. So let's not, uh, you know, I, I'm no, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, that was the thing. I was a teenager and I wanted money and, um, I was looking for it and I knew if I saw him, I would get it. But then I realized there were times where, um, you know, he wasn't there and those are not the good times because, um, I still have a vivid memory of when I was trying to connect with my father, um, going all the way out there, making that long trek to get out to Jamaica, Queens, and he just wasn't there. He had just left. But the, the, inf, inf, um, the interesting part about that story, and that's why I said I'm a pretty visual person, you know, um, and, and when you remember and when you have that kind of memory, um, that's a blessing and a curse both because I just remember seeing the back of his head leaving through the driveway it was like the side driveways you know those houses were so connected together so you walk down maybe one house next door and then there's an alleyway as we called it and it just looked like wait a minute that's my dad and I was supposed to come out here and get a couple of dollars from him and um, I can smile about it now but I realized wait a minute my father just wasn't prepared to give me the time and or the money that I was looking for at that time. And so even though he's long gone now, I understand how and why it would be a sad thing for him to see his daughter or his son for that matter and want to be in their lives and give them all that they needed from birth but couldn't, wasn't able to. And so for that, I want to say, even as an adult, you have to work those things out in your own mind, especially for some of us who have lost our dads or mentors who were father-like in our lives. We still, we don't need to go negative. We just need to just focus on the positive. What did he actually leave you? What my father, my biological father, Mr. Johnson, left me was a sense of humor was a sense of you know when you're driving being very careful he uh showed me what the difference was what an interstate was versus a route 
um, where to, how to get on, you know, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, uh, how to go over all of these bridges, how to be safe um, as a driver. So I did learn that from my father. I did not learn that from my mother. I learned that from my dad, and it was a very short lived. I didn't even own a car. By the time I owned a car and was driving back and forth from Boston to New York, that's when he gave me a lot more of those lessons. And really, um, he was trying to make sure that I was being careful as a driver or even as a passenger, right? So again, I just wanted to shout out to all of the fathers out there. This is a salute to fathers and father-like figures in the lives of many people who need it from birth. And if you have an opportunity, if you haven't called your dad, if you haven't called your guardian or the father-like person or the mentor in your life on Father's Day, please know this. It is not too late. Pick up the phone. Forget about texting all of the time. Pick up the phone and hear the voice of the man that is instrumental in your life. I'm Toy Johnson Vincent, your no sugar coating coach, motivational speaker, certified life coach, HR consultant, and accredited virtual presenter, and your podcast host for Speak To Me First podcast show. I hope you listen to my show, share, like, and subscribe. But more importantly, gain some informative information and content, positive content. That's what you'll get from this show. I would love to help you navigate both your career and or your life skills journey. So check out my website, TJV Empowers You, the letter U.com. Again, TJV Empowers You, the letter U.com. You can also connect with me on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there for videos and upcoming uh, career development and life skill journey content, as well as Instagram. And don't forget LinkedIn, the professional website. You have a career question, make sure you inbox me. So on that note, I want you to remember this. Success, success is in your future. I'll say it one more time. Success, success is in your future. I'm Toy Johnson.